This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 820, The Low Information Diet, part one by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com, and I'm Justin Mollock, your very own personal narrator. This is where I read to you just like an audiobook, usually from blogs, sometimes from books, and today's post comes from Mr. Money Mustache, who usually writes about personal finance and frugal living, but it's a bit different for this article. And it was written back in 2013, so the time he's referencing is from back then, but it's still relevant. And since it's the weekend, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. The Low Information Diet, Part 1, by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. The big news today is that the politicians of the United States just bumbled themselves into a government shutdown. Last night, a military friend of mine mentioned the impending doom to me, which is the first I had heard of the situation. Unfortunately, that triggered a late night of sweaty reading on my part, catching up on the history of this predicament, cursing the bullshit and the rhetoric of the responsible members of Congress, and generally being pissed off about things. But after an uneasy sleep and a slightly groggy morning, I opened my shutters and found a clear blue sky with bright yellow sun, singing birds, and my lovely family running up to me to request hugs and breakfast. And thus, my plans for today do not include reading any more of the news. If you're surprised to hear that I knew nothing of the looming shutdown and that I don't read or watch the news at all, then you will get a lot from this article. Because I'm going to suggest that unless you work directly in the news media industry yourself, you too should be paying absolutely no attention to the news. This is an unusual stance in this country where the 24-hour news cycle has become common and 100 million office workers flop down in front of the television nightly to catch up on the day's events. Political dramas, stock markets fluctuations, sports, local tragedies, weather, and of course an update on what is new in bikinis and celebrity gossip. As a citizen, it's my duty to stay informed, one news watcher might say while another quips, I gotta keep up with my Packers. They got a real chance this year. The markets are on a roller coaster this year, Joe Trader might add. I need to be on the watch so I know when to sell. This all bullshit is what Mr. Money Mustache says. You need to get the news out of your life right away and for life. The reasons for this are plentiful, from the inherently sucky nature of news programming itself to the spectacular life benefits of adopting a low information diet in general. But let's start with the news. News programs are, with the exception of a few nonprofit or publicly funded ones, commercial enterprises designed to turn and maximize profit. Many of them are owned by larger shareholder-owned corporations, most notably Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. The profit comes from advertising, and advertising revenue is maximized by pulling the largest audience, holding their attention for the longest possible time, and putting them into the mental state most conducive to purchasing the products of the advertisers, which turns out to be helplessness and vulnerability. This is why the news always starts out with a sensationalist take on a topic of at least plausible national interest, takes a detour into truly horrific and depressing irrelevant tragedies. Chinese boy's eyes gouged out with spoon and left in field by unknown woman is one that unfortunately crossed my screen when doing research for this article, then ends on an uplifting note with something like a defiant entrepreneur or a caring soup kitchen. An emotional roller coaster ride every day of the week. Now comes the interesting part. The largest possible audience is by definition biased towards the people who watch television the most. These are the struggling masses, the people with debt problems, the folks likely to bring a three-year-old SUV down to the GMC dealer and trade it in for an even newer loan document. 
They're not comprised of 65% engineers, technology and finance workers, doctors, lawyers, and teachers like the readers of this blog. While news programming is an awful diet for their brains, it's even worse for yours. The news also completely f***ed up the layperson's perception of risk. The very fact that bad events are rare these days makes them newsworthy. A bicyclist hit by a car, a school shooting or an abduction, a terrorist attack. These things are so uncommon, it is best to ignore the possibility of them when planning your own life. But with a sample size of over 300 million people in the US and 7 billion worldwide, unusual tragedies happen daily and they end up on the news nightly. Because of this phenomenon, I got almost 50 concerned emails about the recent Colorado floods. Is your family okay out there in Longmont? We are terrified for you. I was touched by the thought, but also tempted to write back, are you okay? You seem to have been watching the news, which is much more dangerous than living in Colorado during this 500-year flood. The news focused on the damage, ripped out roads and flooded suburbs. The numbers tell a different story. Less than 1% of homes damaged or destroyed, and a death toll of eight. About the same number of people die in the state's car crashes every week and staggering property damage is caused in the state's almost 2,000 car crashes per week. If the news were delivered on a basis of logic rather than sensationalism, it would proclaim 250 more car crashes today, families mourn injuries and death, and yet pointless commuting and car clown driving remains unchecked. While we can do nothing to prevent the freak rainstorms that cause floods, we can certainly reduce the unnecessary driving that kills and impoverishes us all. And thus, wouldn't reducing driving be a much more practical focus if the news were really a program designed to help society? All of which brings us nicely to the real point of this article. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled The Low Information Diet by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. I'll keep this ending short, but if you wanna be part of free book raffles, get some free spreadsheets, and make my day while you're at it, come join my free weekly newsletter at oldpodcast.com. It's a nice way to show your support. I'd greatly appreciate it. Again, that's at oldpodcast.com. I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend, and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.